Thursday, happy day, happy, just happy. Um, that's it. That's it. We don't even have to feel like we have to explain that. Y'all know I'm the type to, you know, I'm I'm okay with explaining that self. I'm not putting that on nobody else, but I am actually okay because I like as much clarity um as possible. But you know, we all know that uh some people choose to uh take whatever they choose to anyway. So it the point is. Just happy. And I say that because I don't know why a part of me was like, I got to find something else. I got to be something else to say happy. No, happy period. That's the post. Okay. So welcome and welcome back to another episode of the D-Mix right here only on BeExposedRadio.com. You already know who Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for the unseen, the heard, the overlooked, the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you or for the person that does not belong anywhere. Me, B. So welcome and or welcome back in the spirit of welcoming. Welcome, Jasmine. She's back, y'all. She ain't decided to leave us yet, y'all. That's like, that's the blessing in it because she very well could. She could. If she wanted to, she had every right to leave us. Um, And so she is back, just like uh, we are back with. A continuation of our topic from last week about non-attachments. Um, it's it's just necessary. I feel like we had so much more to share, so much more to express and to um, walk through as far as like our personal experiences. Anyone else out there? Any of you uh, viewing? Um, and I always shout out for my folks that will view it um, and catch like the replay of it. But I love, love, love my live viewers. So to you, um, feel free always to uh, like and share the show in general, especially um, this particular episode, as well as to comment and to call in and text 443-642-9403. Y'all, I ain't told y'all that in a minute, so that's on me. Um, but yeah, so just welcome. Welcome, everybody. Come on into this place. Child, if you need to get you a little snack or something, go ahead and do that while you, you know, checking in and catching, replay, resharing the show, resharing, sharing the show, get you some, look, I got me a little tea this evening. I got me a little bit of that. Um, not, y'all thought I was about to say actual tea. Like, well, this is actual tea. Y'all thought I was about to say like tea, like to spill. No, I'm not spilling this tea. This is hot. So. <laughs> I don't have any gossip. I will say that. That's not, that's not my thing. Okay. So before we even get back into our topic, though, um, y'all know I love, I guess, I guess I can say love. I don't mean like it's a good thing, but um, I do enjoy or appreciate our uh, moment of a, um, a history of racial injustice brought to you by Equal Justice Initiative. Um, my favorite calendar, and it's at its end, so I have to get a new one. Oh, no, y'all, we're in December. Uh, it's so crazy. Huh? I was about to say, yeah, the year's on. I have been, see, I plan to get into this part, um, but the calendar just reminded me of that, that like I've been okay, like, okay, yes, December, but it has not clicked to me what it means for this year, whatever reason, like that December means it's the end of the year. So y'all, mm-hmm. as we are talking about non-attachment, trust me, I am working through my own stuff as well because, who shall? Shall? That is, ooh. 
All right, we got breaking news. <laughs> I don't even know which one to give y'all first. Um, oh Lord. Um, all right, because I'm okay. I'm gonna give y'all this moment. <laughs> we go. So we do have hot tea to spill this evening. Um, woo, okay, that's hot. Lord, okay. I digress. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> don't I always I'm like, what is it? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm the worst with it. That is why I'm not good at gossiping or anything. <laughs> like I am absolutely the worst. Like, I just do not. Okay, okay. All right. Um, so uh December 9th, 2014, US government releases report on CIA torture of Muslim detainees from 2001 to 2006. Why so late in 2014 when it was in from 0106, but I digress, including force feeding, mock executions, physical and sexual violence, sleep deprivation, and waterboarding. Here's the thing. I Again, not that it's a good thing, but I can appreciate that it with the, because um, remember, y'all, and for anybody that's never seen this, like, I'm going to show you this part of the calendar. Like, it's literally something on every day, every day of the entire year. Um, and the, like, it's not just, you know, it, honestly, just as Black and Brown people, we think immediate, uh, um, immediately when we hear, like, racial injustice, we automatically think against us, just African-Americans or Black or African descendants, however you, you know, identify yourselves, right, as Black and brown people, but um, it's just, it's not surprising um, that this is, this is torture against Muslim detainees, Um, and it's unfortunate. That's that's all to say that, that it's just, it doesn't have to just be us for us to be like, oh, no, because if we don't care about other people being tortured, I mean, then why why would they care about us being tortured? Just saying, okay? Um, so I don't even, I really have no words to that um, because I'm sure somewhere somebody feels as though that is justified. And I, like most times, do not have a good transition into this breaking news, but I will break it now because um, I don't even know how to stay on, on that. I want to, I want to linger there, but I don't even know what to say. I would literally just stare into the camera for a while. Uh, breaking news. Y'all, y'all remember your boy, Jesse Smollett? Y'all remember him? I was going to say that. I was going to say that. That baby done been found guilty. To hear so, like, the most I had ever, because I've never looked into and even, like, listened long enough to hear any extra details. Um, thank you. Um, of, like, any details of, like, all of it, right? I've just, you know, heard stuff here and there, and I'd be, like, clicking through radio, and the other day, um, I wish I had actually took the time, and I was driving, took the time to jot down, like, some notes of just stuff that I was like, (gasps) what? Like, I know it's, like, the men, um, I think their brothers, like, that they, but they're friends of his. I think I never knew that part, so it was the parts that I just never knew of, um, but had heard that they, you know, said that he, um, paid them because of course that he know that he knew them but that they were all friends and so he has been uh found guilty of falsely reporting a hate crime he um well i can't even say allegedly anymore i can say that he set up um and i don't know i don't know i don't know if it actually came out that he did pay them but that was that those were the accusations that they were paid to uh beat him up so but his claim was that uh that they um were mad at him. I, oh, that one, I believe it's one of the brothers that they were romantically involved and that they used to, um, like link up, like to, I think it was the, that they wanted to be the bodyguard. Um, 
Got it. Ooh, this is hot. Um, y'all, it's coming in. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> I guess I would mm-hmm. never be good on the news because my face. How do news anchors do that? They don't have. Do they get to practice? But breaking news, they don't. Like they just get to say it, and they don't have anything. Yeah. Like the reactions, nothing. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they did drugs together and masturbated yeah. together. I don't know if they was romantically involved, but that that's what they. Right. That, that was something yeah. I heard of. So, um, his attorneys, Jesse Smollett's attorneys, are one hundred percent confident that this will be reversed in appeal. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesse, please. I was about to yell. Let me bring my tone down. Stop. <laughs> Jesse, please tell your attorneys just to leave it alone. Your name, all right. First of all, I stopped caring a long time ago. I will be honest. I stopped caring as much as, as far as like you are, if I really give this energy, you are setting us back so far. Like just let them make fun of us. Why don't we? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So he was acquitted on one account of felony disorderly conduct. Go, Jesse. Like, just, you just go right ahead. Big old Jesse, good for you. But I, oh, what I do, what I did here uh, still in that same whole ordeal, I think that was when they were awaiting. I don't even know why that, that was a big day for the, for the, um, for the case. And that was earlier this week. Um, excuse me. So I know that when they were talking about, like I said, I was just having like the gasp, like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Um, that when they debriefed about that and just the, whoever it was, whatever radio station um, and, and show that I was listening to, because um, it was just a happenstance. And so they kind of talked talked through it and said that their take on the details that they had shared was basically that with the brother, um, that it, it's more than likely or just they believe rather um, that maybe he was like on the down low or just had not come out yet or whatever the case may be. Um, because his claim was that he was, he is heterosexual and that they had never been sexually involved. Um, and that, I don't even know if he spoke to the like smoking thing and all that, but that was Jesse. Jesse was saying that. Um, and that I know he had, I think his counterclaim was just that he had asked to be a bodyguard or just whatever, something like that. Um, and so it was just all mixed up and it just, just, it's a mess to be very honest. And I really... I really mind my business. I do. I can mind my business even when it's in front of me, but um, it was a mess. Um, but that the the radio host, like um, that their take on it was that he was more than likely upset, probably over at that, if nothing else. Um, that and then possibly they did say that you know some people or so they've heard or whatever. Again, this is the radio host's opinion um, that folks will want to fight or have you know actually fought or beaten up people that have maybe outed them or something of the nature because of uh, due regarding their sexuality and all that. So that was his take on it. But still, a, a hate crime like it's that part for me. It, it still just. <clears throat> Something through my chest bone. Yeah, I heard that it was based on him wanting like publicity for right. his uh right. but I know around that time it's been some years now, but when it first happened, they were saying um he was in the midst of trying to get more money for mm-hmm. Empire. Empire. Mm-hmm. And um he wanted that publicity to um help get him an increase in pay. But I do remain believe that as a result of this uh situation, he got removed from the show. Is Michelle canceled altogether? Or am I incorrect? Oh, that that could be a thing too. I, I'm not Honestly, sure. I don't, that's not know. I don't know. Right? <laughs> but like, I feel like like I don't know if it's as an actual result of it. But you know, sometimes you can be like, I'm pretty sure. Yep, 
Canceled. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Shout out to my producer, man. Keeps me together. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it just Jess, sucks though, because like, you know, they they quick to cancel stuff that involve uh black people doing things. And even though, yeah, that was wrong, there was other people on the show that, you know, like not true. all of them lose their job as if if that was the result of of or the cause of the re the uh, canceling, but I don't think it is. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure what it was. I probably- started to fade off of Empire anyway. I know, right? That's why I said it I wasn't be sure because I stopped watching <laughs> a while ago. But you're right. That's a good point that there are other people, and so a lot of other people lose their jobs. But to me, I do. I know that it, of course it was other folks to make that decision to pull the plug on the show. But I do kind of I put it on him, like. You, you were a you were a star of the show, so it's not even like you know somebody kind of popped in and out, and it, they probably could have you know died that down and fizzed that out. But bruh, like you you are a big part of the show that people have known um, since the beginning, and just and loved a loved character ex- exactly. And On that top part. of that, which was really like his career just taking off, so. He really wound up doing the ad, had an adverse effect on whatever he was trying to achieve. Exactly. Oh, look, and then this point here, um, um, but that's why it can be true that he was doing it for more money when um, the rate, when his ratings uh, were plummeting, when the ratings, sorry, were plummeting. Um, mm. Which, which, I, and I, I remember because the crazy was I really like I said I stopped caring a long time ago. So I remember hearing more recently of like this case is still going to what in the world like. Thought this was over. Mm-hmm. I remember like just being upset about it, like having these same feelings. Like Jesse, come on, baby. You know, it was probably a pause too because of COVID. Mm, oh yeah, because it happened. It happened before COVID. Right, exactly. And well, so you know, the courts were closed, closed down for a while, and it's probably true. pushed back and postponed. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, and my thing is, this is where so to tie in the topic, <laughs> like when you are asked to be and usually it's like on the nose like i don't even think we get um a heads up of to be like a support for someone that maybe you have to talk them through you know releasing a non-attachment right um yeah. and so like say if you are friends with this the, one of the folks that like the innocent bystanders on the show you know like how do you talk mm-hmm. them through what support do, can you offer them when it is like, nah, but this really happened to me. Like, this hurt. This sucked. Like, you gonna tell me just let it go? Like, well. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do. Right. That's kind of, that is kind of life and how it goes. I mean, I think, I think people are allowed to feel how they gonna feel. I think some, it's so hard because sometimes, you know, we get different messages to tell people to get over certain things. But, you know, getting over something is on a different timeline for everybody. So, I don't know how they felt, but mm-hmm. I will say on top of the non-attachment that clearly he was attached to the job. Right. And so right. that in the sense that he felt like he needed to do something to keep keep that momentum going where maybe that was the expiration date for whatever it was that Ooh, was coming see. to an end. Yeah. And, and bigger and better things could have come his way, as we all know, plenty of popular tv shows have come and gone Mm -hmm. and some of those people have still transitioned into better roles bigger roles other roles and that's okay i mean 
No, that's good. That's a really good point of just when you said expiration date. I felt like, uh, mm-hmm. you ever watched a Pee Wee Herman show? And I mm-hmm. <laughs> felt like that was the worst of the show. Not recently, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I felt like that, that was, that's really good. Like expiration dates, like they're necessary for a reason. We cannot live in a world, I, no matter what, whatever your circumstances, you may want to feel like, like if you are in the highest, you know, vibing in the highest vibration of your life right now or even if you're at the lowest or somewhere in the middle wherever you find yourself that it it still has an expiration date you we cannot no matter how you feel that you don't want an expiration date um how we all have an expiration date and we don't even know what it is at least when you get a loaf of bread you know that you should eat it by this date like or you know what I mean like something and so then look when you don't take heed to the expiration date one because you just have to consider and take heed to the overall concept of that the of the importance and significance of expiration dates and then take heed to the specific expiration dates of different things and people and places and seasons of your life because then look what happens if you don't if you fight hard to hold on to something that you should for the most part let go of clearly then you basically make a fool of yourself i love this point um, but it could be true. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. But what could be true is that, um, is that he could have been going for the sympathy spot, um, like for his next role after empire. So that's a good point too. Thank you. Mommy. That is a good point, which could possibly work for him. But then the question is, is like, for me, to me, it didn't make sense. Is it worth it though? Where he was at within his career, he seemed to be very doing very well. Mm-hmm. I guess from a media standpoint, I'm you know we don't know him personally, but <laughs> like but from what I could tell, he was the to me next to Taraji P Henson and of course the notable names Taraji P Henson and uh, Terrence Howard. He was the most liked character it was like so, that's his family like they were they already held their own because it was right yeah. about um i forget the youngest brother's name and even the oldest brother like it was right people uh, now nah, mm-hmm. i was agree i was one of people that like to look at the oldest brother i'm like um that was actually yeah, when i liked him. i don't know but i like looking at him and now it's just like oh he's attractive but it's not moving me moving on um but that was bad you know like you have a cute one like on tv like okay mm-hmm. look good then it's crazy it was like oh lord never mind um, right. but he was the out of the three brothers because now it was starting to come to me about even the show because first I was mm. like I don't remember this daggone show I remember being so into it I used to go over my daughter's Gigi's house we would have empire parties where we could they they were like I, love, I really hope that they're watching because they won't definitely call my phone but <laughs> like they would be loud so we couldn't keep watching TV we would be cracking up and laughing and had to pause it and next thing you know, we realized we didn't only watch 13 minutes of it like it was crazy mm. um, but <laughs> It was a big deal. And then all of a sudden it was just yeah. like, not. and then that, it was just like, even once, here's this, here's still tying it into non-attachment. Even once you have passed something, so it was just like an X, right? And catch me, because I did tell y'all before, I had to grow into being this person because I wasn't. Because I would be like, oh, I was the person that loved the most and did this and was so pure of heart. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way I ain't going to wish you well after. No, like you're going to have a good life without me. <laughs> but that is a point of healing. You get to that place, excuse me, to 
understand that, you know, like, okay, let me take it off of relationships. I think of, I applied this to like work, right? So work for anyone that has, you know, work anywhere really, but especially for anyone that's worked for like programs, different, like, especially like community work. That's where I can definitely speak to any type of uh, human service, right? Um, that, you know, once, once you leave, you know, a, a role, position, whatever behind, that you should not, and I emphasis on the should nots, right? Because a lot of people do not operate this way. Uh, but you should not feel as though, oh, once I leave, no matter how you left, if you decided to leave, if you were forced out, whatever the case may be, your sentiment should not be, you know, hope they fail, hope they fall. Because look at the right. overall work that you do or that you, do, you know what I mean? Like who is benefiting from it? So the something behind, like, it should be the fact that you still wish it well. That's always been my sentiment, no matter how ugly the work environment may have, you know, uh, become right before I left or whatever the mystery, whatever the case may be, I've always hoped like, listen, and, and really, if you're really good at your job and really good at what you do, what you left behind really should be able to at least contribute, if not overall sustain, but contribute to the sustainability of said work program, organization, whatever the case may be, because, you know, like you should be able to look at it and be like, you know what, I, I I made sure I worked for their policy to come together or for them to, you know, start doing things this way to make it a little smoother or something. Like you should, mm. legacy, legacy. Did you know, oh, here's your beats of the week. Thank you, Lord, for this deposit. Non-attachments are tied to your legacy. Now, it could very well be, uh, if I take it any step further, it's like a cat hair that's like flying in front of me. Um, if I take it a step further, that the way you handle non-attachments, uh, I think directly impacts your overall legacy. And mind you, life is about building your legacy. You don't you don't arrive at your legacy. You know, like Monday, you like you know what? Friday is going to be my legacy. That's it. It's done. No legacy is built you know, over time. And so how you handle non-attachment people and seasons and things going in and out of your lives, you know, at different times, it's not like, oh, this is not, it's not like healthcare. You don't have an open enrollment, you know, oh, it's closed. <laughs> also by this date, all non-attachments have stopped. By this date, non-attachments will be open to roll in and out. No, you got, you know, your companion attachment coming in and out over here. You got your workplace and attachment over here like right it's just a lot it's a lot of different pieces and a lot of arms moving um simultaneously and it is for you to you know juggle them and for you to let you know what's supposed to stick stick and and take heed to that so life is a lot life is heavy it is but it's about how you handle the load um so hence yeah. how you handle and how you and how you or not uh your legacy go ahead Jen. And how you um, learn from those experiences. Because even though something doesn't last forever, um, those whatever lessons or experiences can help you move forward in a, in a higher direction, a better direction, a more fulfilling direction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get attached to what we know because we're comfortable. Mm -hmm. with it or because we're used to it or because we don't want to give up on it and because we believe in it but sometimes what we envision for ourselves is not what's meant for us that's good <clears throat> yeah, i um as you were talking i can't what came to mind um i swear i'm like such a visual learner um 
Dang it. I was trying to take note of what I said earlier <laughs> and talk at the same time. See, juggling. Not not good at it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna a second. But um, I, God gave me like, he knows I'm so visual. And so what I saw was like, the, it's all dark, but like, as you just think of a visual of like passing through doorways, you don't see any other doors. So all you see is this door that you're walking in, but we forget that you are to gradually be working toward the next door. We get attached to the door that we were just brought through or that we just unlocked. So then there was something you said that I thought about. Um, and I can't think of it now, but I only remember remember what my response to it was. Forgive me. Um, it's was almost like unlocking like the next, you know, like it's it's about how yeah. like to unlock the next door. So it's like with the each door, again, we're supposed like I've unlocked it. Okay, but then you get attached like, oh my gosh, it took so long. It was so hard to get to this door. This is my door. No, baby, right. that door, shut the door. Okay, and, and, and come mm. and start working your way toward and you're not going to see your way through the next door. You're handling it bit by bit. You're building your mm. legacy bit by bit, day by day. And that's why it's about building yourself up, so that way you are you strengthen your 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 you are strengthened day after day to be able to handle these days and you know roads or whatever whatever comes your way in that darkness between doors. You're, you're building your your I guess resistance to be able to handle that resilience rather sorry not resistance. Go ahead, Jen. I agree. <laughs> the analogy I was thinking of was a bit. <laughs> outgrowing a bit you know uh, I think that I feel like with everybody most people have been through the different levels of bed sizes Mm -hmm. like you know you might start off in a crib you outgrow that and then you might move to a twin probably outgrow that too most of us (laughs) don't like the twin especially if you want to use it with somebody else (laughs) (laughs) This is a one person, skinny person bitch. You'd be like, girl. Right. You get that queen up in your because then when you get to the full, you feel like you stepped yeah. up. You be like, oh, somebody could lay next to me. <laughs> then you get that queen and you like, oh, I can be in the bed with somebody with some space. And then you get in that king. Baby. And you're like, oh, this way is that. This is. This that is, is that's good. <laughs> I, I'm glad you see because I did not see that when you said bed. I didn't even know what I was just stuck at the word bed. But I really like you walking me through that because, um, yeah, like just because I can really see that. And it, and that as you grow, that bed that you once found to be so comfortable, uh-huh. and at some you now have to level up. Uh huh. So at some point it was too before even a crib. You know, you're rolling around. You didn't automatically mm-hmm. stretch out. You know, to touch what we think yeah. of. Yeah and all that and so it was too big for you but it was comfortable to you and then of course you grow into more so ooh, you grow into your comfortability because your comfortability mm-hmm. isn't always comfortable to you initially mm-hmm. that is good god dang on it now Woo, that spoke to yeah. me Woo. Yeah. oh hammers. that was good um yeah. <laughs> not paying myself y'all i'm telling y'all gonna be talking to me and through me and that's always my prayer yeah the show so stuff be like oh, that's good yeah. well, let me say this out loud and then let me take it from myself um because yeah. I, I am gonna say i'm guilty of attaching to what i'm used to in like technology for sure oh, yes, like I mean. i'm not one to cross over to new technology and mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i'm somewhat of a conspiracy there is but also i just 
I have a problem with trusting new things, mm-hmm. like things that like just come out. And so it's like the skepticism is there. Mm-hmm. Also, me seeing how people change with those new things is like, eh, I don't know if I want to be a part of that culture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then over time, you know, you kind of get forced into it. Like, no, you not me per se, but like maybe an older person from another generation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, uh-huh. dang, I wish I would have took heed to them computers because look at me. Right. What is this? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> right, right, right. That's good. But That's like good. even still right now with the iPhone, I don't have an iPhone and <sighs> I keep on hearing that I should, but I don't know. And it's not even so much that I dislike iPhones. And 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 now I also even wonder sometimes, like, am I just attached to the Galaxy just because I feel like it does all the same things and it's a little cheaper. But then I hear, oh, the iPhone is better because of this and it's better because of that and it's better because of this. And part of me feels like because I like to be an individual mm-hmm. and I don't like to feel like I'm a part of the bandwagon, which is what delays me transitioning into things that other people have you know is that I don't want to be just like everybody else I don't want to have an iPhone because everybody got an iPhone I see you down there Moni I was about to say I am screaming because he is screaming so yeah it's like all right honey I was I knew he was gonna show up for this that's why I'm laughing yeah I'm team Android too just because I feel like the hype on the iPhone is literally all it is, is is a hype, in my personal opinion. Now, do I feel like, yeah, they do got some features that, yeah, okay, galaxies don't have? Most of the time when anything iPhone comes out that the galaxies don't have, they wind up getting it. Just They just don't have it at that exact mm-hmm. moment <laughs> that the, the iPhone has it. But, I mean... You do have a point. I don't know. No, you you have a point. And I always say I don't really <laughs> I don't really have a leg in this fight because going back to one of your original points was just about like technology of like growing with that. That mm. I am um I think you you refer to yourself as a conspiracy theorist, which I was like, I, I feel like I, I touch on that a little bit somewhere, but it's to my ignorance for sure, right? And I kind of yeah. ignorance is bliss, so I kind of stay in the ignorance of that most for the most part. I'm really good looking for it. Um, like to get clarity, like, oh, am I right? I, I don't. I just feel like I think this, eh. but also because I really do struggle with adapting to new technology, new yeah. apps, new this, new that. And so tying it into the conversation where you got to about just iPhone, iPhone versus Android. Um, is that I don't, I don't really have a leg in it because I really don't know. I am one of those people that I just, from the beginning of time, I've just loved. Uh, it was just, it was new, glitzy, ooh, pretty to me. And then I've been addicted to it. I, re- I remember way back in the day where I needed everything Apple. And I would say like, I'm addicted to Apple and all I need to do is come out with a car and I'm on it. Now I I know I didn't see something pop up talk, where they talk about that, but um, just it it, <laughs> it goes to which I, I didn't change my mind now. Child. I, y'all not gonna get me on that, but um, all of that to say that I I totally agree, and I think that's another good example. And I hope that all of you out there, each of you, understand that this non-attachment, like we mentioned last week, is just so broad. Like it, it mm. really. I know I was about to use the word attach, but it can um, it can relate to so many and really almost everything in life because it is about, it really goes into about individuality, you know, your own personal healing journey, your own personal uh, self-care. You can't look to someone else to give you self-care. They can care for you um, as themselves 
right? And and to yeah. care for you and the, to the way that they understand and to the way that you um, relay that and convey that to them. But so it's all about, it goes back to you. And I say that because I was taking note while Jazz was talking. Um, and um, so one of the things about non-attachment, it can even be about, you know, just how we think about things, right? Um, and so we, Jazz mentioned uh, just about trust, like just trusting new technology that I, I fall right in that category too. And I'm sure a lot of us do, whether we believe it or not. The funny thing is I always challenge it because we will say like, oh, we don't, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't know. But child, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm 31. Okay. Looking at 32 and um, I ain't read not a nan, nobody's terms and conditions. <laughs> Okay, but I didn't agree to all of them. Okay, so I will say that there's some trust there. So it's like to just if you align what it is that you do um, with what it is that you speak mm. and that you believe, then you'll have you'll feel a lot more satisfied just within self. I think a lot of us are operating from um, self uh, from um, what is it fear? Uh, yeah, from fear. But it's what is it? Is it dissent? No. Un- Wait a minute. It's not non-satisfactory. Oh, Lord. I'm having a brain fart right now. But the opposite of being satisfied. <laughs> oh, God. Is this unsatisfactory? I think that's it. Okay. Woo! I'm having a blown moment. But the point this is... Satisfaction. Thank you. Woo, God. I was struggling. And the reason why I was thinking about on um on report cards and stuff, like the comments. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I've never been a fan of satisfactory. I don't like that word. And I, and I get it. I get it, right? But I know that... Because I don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> Crying, is that it? <laughs> I thought you was about to go get yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds sad. It sounds oh. like sad. Like, I'm sad that you performed this way. Like, that's how... <laughs> to use it against somebody, I, I will say... I'm gonna, okay, so it is... Okay, thank you. Woo. So it is dissatisfaction or uh, unsatisfactory. Okay. Woo, Lord. Okay. Because I felt like a complete idiot at that moment. I'm not going to lie to you. My brain was like, come on, come on. You got it. Um, But a lot of us, I believe are, which I can really, I can hear your point, Jazz, actually, because I'm the person that like, or either I I see how words look and I'm like, I don't, I don't like to use that. Um, So I I feel like I want to ponder on that a little more, but um, to use that like from person to person, especially like I said, on report cards and stuff, I have always, um, you know, just not like things. I'm like, Ooh, that's, Ah, that's heavy, right? right. But I believe that in just in general, generally speaking, a lot of us are functioning from an unsatisfactory place, right? Um, because of the fact, and, and we don't know why. I think that's it, that we are not necessarily doing or messing up or, you know, for, for believers or sinning from a place of, <coughs> rather a place of, I mean, sorry, from a place of like, Evil is a word I heard from um, Stephen Chandler, um, Pastor Stephen Chandler. I heard that recently and it just blessed me that it's like he was like, you know, we don't all sin from a place of like evilness. Not all sin is coming from that. Really, it comes from a place of fear. It's like, look, or from being tired, rather. That's what it was. It wasn't fear. It was being tired. So a lot of us are tired and feel overworked because there's some place where we are we are not aligned. So I will and I'll use a small example of, you know, I don't trust technology. Uh, but like I said, I, for myself, you know, I've been clicked. I agree to all of them. Just, yep, I agree. But that is a level of trust and we have to acknowledge that. So being woke sometimes does take a lot out. No, I'm not going to say sometimes takes a lot out of you. It is a lot of work because you do have to second think. Remember I said, we're not calling ourselves overthinkers anymore. We're second thinkers and that's okay. Um, that, you know, you have to, you feel the need to second think 
you know, everything really. I was about to list some yeah. things, but everything. And and that's okay too. But the, to get all the way back to my earlier point that I was really trying to get at, I veered off, but is to understand that you have to give yourself some grace. You have to give yourself some grace because if, if we think about even with some things that Jazz was talking about, um, as far as like, you know, like the trends and, you know, team iPhone, team Android or whatever, let it be from the fact, this is where I, why I'm never really judging people and why I never care whatever your preference is. Uh, y'all know, I, you'll hear me keep saying it, like you're allowed to have your own preferences. You're totally okay to have your own hangups, whatever they may be, um, especially in dating. I digress. Um <laughs> But it's about your individuality. The thing is, though, if it comes only from your need to be an individual, I need, I need to be different. Look at how many people now do almost the same thing or or dress almost the same way because of their need to be different. It's like, well, now what's weird, it's funny because I've been called weird all my life and now weird is just so in, so crazy. Uh, But, you know, the weird or the different, the, the quirky or whatever has turned out to be the norm in a sense. And it's just like, well, that's because everyone's trying to be that way. Just be the you that you are. What the the bottom line message here on the B mix is: be the mix that you are. That is the whole point of it. Be the mix that you are. We're all mixed of different things. I'm a conservative at times. I'm a liberal. I'm a be yeah. that. You're okay. You're allowed to be. But that. you know, operate from a place of I have to be. I it has. I gotta not be with this. Let it be. If it's genuinely from you. That's it then. Go ahead, Jay. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say, I think it's so hard, like, especially when you think about like clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Because like one person's different. It it does become a thing where it can become a thing. But I think more than anything, it, it becomes a subculture because mm-hmm. I think mainframe culture has one idea or image Mm -hmm. and then you have the subcultures that can also become very close to the mainstream trends and then like maybe the mainstream trends pulls from it when they see the popular I mean because that's really how things become on trend that Mm -hmm. somebody sees it someone does it someone who people who look at that person as an influence or affluent and then they essentially copy. And so then you got, it might have started off from a person who was quote unquote weird or different doing it. And then you got other people who aren't actually weird or different. They just are followers. It's <laughs> so now they're following the weird or different thing because it's the end thing to be, mm-hmm. not because they're actually it. And so then it makes other people who actually resonate with that look like they're on trend but they're actually just and you always know because when that is no longer a trend you see who Mm -hmm. moves on to the next trend and who still stays there you know yeah like even with like I think about now with like Erica Badu's whole vibe Erica Badu has been Erica Badu since 90s like she hasn't she hasn't changed yeah however love her there were people who were on her vibe back in the 90s. And then there were people who transitioned into a new vibe. But some people stayed the same just like she did. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that it has become more popular. But, you know, they say everything repeats itself, especially with fashion. Mm-hmm. And so it has become more 
popular to dress in that, you know, ethno black, black empowerment, black motherland type of type of vibe, which I personally really like myself. (laughs) Even though I also am not the person who can dress exactly the same way every day. (laughs) And so because I am versatile and a lot of different fashion styles speak to me, I can I jump around a bit. But I have been told, like, why are you always so, like, you're, like, always, like, kind of dressed up. Like, I've had people say that to me, like, you're always dressed up. You never just dress regular. <laughs> but I don't consider myself to be, I don't consider myself to be regular, so I don't want to dress regular. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, who says that to people, though? Like, I... That's funny. Okay. Uh, only people that's close to you, of course, that feel that, that they have that right to speak on you. So weird. But <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always what, those people. This is my regular. Like, this could be my regular. Like, what do you say? Like, what you mean? I like, I like makeup. I like jewelry. And I like to look cute. Like, yeah. I could look like a bum when I go to sleep. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I, I get it. And I don't know. It's That's funny to me. I don't know. It's weird. I guess because at some point in my life when I did like to just really just, I don't know, put stuff on. I would always say like, I want to put clothes on. That was my thing. Um, that I never believed in the such thing as being overdressed for any, I don't care. Like I don't, I do not care. We're going to the farm to milk cows and baby, if I want to put on, baby, I'm putting on and I'm not overdressed. But you know, just for me. <laughs> but hey, um, we do have to remember one core thing. What? A lot of people don't be trying to admit it, but especially in this here city that we live in, we went to Western and (laughs) Western girls are different, apparently. And I ain't going to lie, I be peeping it a little bit, but I be trying not to, I keep my thoughts to myself because I don't want to be that braggadocious person that's like, (laughs) only the best over here. But you know, but we get the, we have the right. You understood. Don't need to be explained. Right? Okay. <laughs> because like, no matter what, because I've always said, even back when we were at Western, well, I would be clear to be like, "Where I am not no fashionette." Like, shout out to fashionettes, you know. Right, right. right. I, I never like, understood I how not, they worked them hoes with the listen, meals. Listen, I was never the typical like Western girl that they think that they know, like outside of Western, right? Like, oh, we know what a Western girl is, right? Oh, she's up, nose up, and no, nah, like I'm showing up. What's up? We playing football. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But it, it don't even be that. It, I realize it don't even be that. What? It be, it, it be a lot of how we carry ourselves, mm-hmm. but also how we push ourselves. Mm-hmm. How we and so ourselves. in a way that some, I'm not going to say all, of course, like that's like a very big statement. I don't even know. I understand how people put that blanket on there, but <laughs> I will say that I don't consider myself, I consider myself to be very down to earth. Now, I don't play football, but I will shoot, I will play horse. Okay, well, let's go there. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. But even still, people, I, I've had other women and other men tell me like, oh, you're like different, but I can't like put my finger on it. Like, Wait, that's <laughs> it's just something right. that's not that's like enough. other girls from Baltimore. That's Basically. it. That's why. Like, yeah. if you didn't even, if you didn't know this about me, you wouldn't have known that. So cut it out. Right. right. Like, oh, that's what I mean. Like, we always get the charge. And as you were talking, it had me pull it right into 
Um, Because I'm really, I I love how the show is already going and how even definitely how last week went of just going over different things and talking through what could be, if someone was to just tune in, they're probably like, what are y'all talking about? What is going on? But everything ties in because the tie, even this, into non-attachments. Now here's another side to, I guess, kind of like the opposite, I guess, yeah, the reverse lane, I guess, that we were discussing non-attachments as far as like letting things go. But then think about the things that because um, it, it's the the phrase the term is non-attachment so that in a compound phrase because it's not all one word but um so we right. still have to think about attachment so what is attached to you right what becomes you know your attachment and so I know like how we're talking about like just being western girls right and this is not the time for y'all that want to <laughs> just dismiss western girls like uh here go western girls being western girls but um Seriously speaking, that um, as we are referring to that of just that whole demeanor and the aura and the persona of, you know, what people want to believe is a Western girl. Um, And for those of us that just know what that means, what we were taught, what was, you know, really embedded in us um, before we even really knew. Like, I think we're really still all that was, you know, um, fed into us. And I can appreciate that. But so back then, all of, all of that to say is that back then I really fought it. And even now, you know, I'm growing into it. And 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 with this show right here, my light bulb went off that it was like, well, this becomes and has become an attachment that I try to treat as a non-attachment, try to always shun that off. Like, no, I'm not. A, I mean, yeah, I went to Western, graduated. <laughs> Be clear, because this is a difference. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> just saying. Um, but you know, not wanting to wear that because I, just knowing what other people, just the the misconception of what other people, you know, would want to believe, um, and not wanting to wear that. But for real, now it bothers me less and less. It's like if you, whatever you think of a Western girl, whatever it is, it still means that you are automatically putting me as an elite. And whereas I didn't want to, never wanted to, don't want to wear that truthfully, if that is where you put me, and now this is my shady side of like, and if I happen to disappoint in any way, shape, or form, because I didn't, if you invited me somewhere thinking I was going to come through with a ball gown and I show up in, in hoop and shorts, then that is on you because <laughs> you decided. But truthfully, that's the point of just the fact that, you know, you, it's always an elevated thing. It's never like a, ugh, because West Girls low beneath the dirt and ground, never. Like it's always something of the elite. And it's like, you know what? I'd rather, if there's going to be any reference to me, I'd rather be on the high end than the low end, even if it is technically a misconception. So the non-attachment, we learned that the flip side of it all, um, as we know that non-attachment is, of course, the the obvious definition of just, you know, letting something like letting things come and go. Um, Remember, some things do stick. That's why it's called a non-attachment. Where we, that's why I said a lot of us are operating from a place of dissatisfaction. or unsatisfactory, right? Because some things just do not align. And the very thing that may not be aligning in your life is what you're trying to sit, what you're trying to keep stuck, and then what you're even fighting to allow to stick to you. Something about you may be trying to stick. Why do I keep hearing this? Why does this storm, why does this challenge, this test, this circumstance keep coming to me? Why do I keep facing this? It looks just the same. There is something else out of it that you're supposed to get out of it. While it may be a lesson, while it may be something that you're supposed to learn how to let go of, 
um, or let go a little quicker or easier. Um, you know, that release part, I'm gonna stay right there, that release, that release, that release, or something that you're supposed to get out of it that is supposed to stick to you and it's supposed to stay there, but you keep dismissing it. Every time this boat rolls up, you're like, no, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. Whereas there's something on that boat that may need to, to, to set an anchor in your life. You, it may need to stay there, but you keep dismissing it, letting it go. And I'm telling you right now, as much as we keep hearing that, you know, God will send you the same storms, the same tests over and over until you learn the lesson. Please understand that if it is very well, the fact that it's something that is uh, being brought to you over and over for you to allow to stick and for something for you to keep, it's only going to keep coming around to you, but so many more times. Don't keep thinking like, oh yeah, I can keep this. If, it's, if something is starting to you know, wake up and, and come to, uh, uh, to grips in your mind now, uh, it might be time to, to take heed to that and to work toward that, toward either that release or that, you know, attachment. Um, either way, um, it's, it's time. It's just, it's not, let's just not waste any more time about it. Let's just not. That's it. Let it go or let it, let it flow. Yep. Let it go or let it, <laughs> yeah. Let it go or let it blow. Like it is it is it. And I even um I came, I know I told y'all last week I'll probably get to them um in a, a second half of the show, but there's this other screenshot. Is that last week I told y'all I had like hello screenshots? But this one, um, I might even take this in a, another place. I don't know, I'm meditating on this to see if this will have its own show and topic. But I figured that it fell right along with us talking about non-attachments. It says, learn the difference between your intuition guiding you and your trauma misleading you. And I believe that falls right in alignment with what I was just talking about as far as when, you know, I keep thinking of this like river flow. So I don't know why boat keeps coming to mind, but as this boat comes, right? Um, and, you know, it's at the dock, you're at the marina. Are you, are you getting old? You got... All these different boats, They're, they have different categories, different situations, maybe different names on each of the boats, right? And it is for you to decide which one you're getting on, which one, if they say that, you know, get on the boat that you're about to, you know, go for an hour, you know, ride out into the water and return. Which one are you, going, are you getting on? Is that the career boat that you're getting on to take that ride just for an hour to come back? You want that thing to go out and sail, set sail out into the, the water? Um, and, and knowing it's a storm coming or something like that, <laughs> not being able to turn back around and then still want to come back within an hour. You want that career to turn around and career. And I do, I am talking to entrepreneurs as well. That's your career. I, I, I don't know if that, if anyone else has struggled with that, but I know me and me still stepping into my entrepreneurship. I have like, I thought here it is. I thought I had to release and detach and treat the word career as a non-attachment, I thought I had to detach from that. I thought I could only say, you know, I'm used to answering. Like, say if I meet someone new, like, oh, what do you do? I'm used to being able to answer and thinking just what I did for another organization and another vision, pushing that forward, that that was my career. But now it is that I'm being placed in a position and being pushed spiritually and being spiritually led mm -hmm. to fulfill and to walk in, you know, my own vision and push my own vision. And I'm, I've been struggling to refer to that as my career. So I just want to take that second for just a moment and, and tell you that when I say career, it is for entrepreneurs as well, because that is your career. That is because career is it's more at stake. 
if anything. As an entrepreneur, it's definitely a lot more stake, as you know, um, because it really is your your everything. That is your baby. Um, and if you give up, we talked about this, I believe, last week, um, or sometime recently, that if you give up, there's much more at stake. There's much more loss um, if you decide to do that. So, um, but yeah, so like, if are you going to get on the career boat <laughs> to go out for just an hour or so and come back? <laughs> Uh, you bad baby is tired. <laughs> I do not know why I keep you on this. I hope you're on your way home. I don't know. I'm home. Oh, okay, good. Because I do not want you out late. Look at me, baby. I can't help it. Like, girl, I don't want you. Mm-mm. Um, But yeah, like, I, uh, you know, like, what, what boat, like, if they call out, and I cannot even really refer to the show because I haven't really watched it, but I know a lot of people have Squid Games. I'm technically referring to it, but not really, because again, I know nothing about it, but I just know there's something, like there are different games, as I've heard and, and know, different games, whatever, so there's their rules and just stipulations or whatever put out, so if the prompt, you know, is set out over, you know, the intercom for you to be like, okay, this next ride, you know, is going to be, you know, for the rest of your life, uh, maybe with a few trial and tribulations, Um I get tired of that word, that phrase, but it's fine. So with a, with a few trials and tribulations, but overall success, you know, in the end, leaving legacy behind, which boat are you getting on? It, maybe you have to choose between marriage and 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 relationship. I don't know. Like, what which one are you getting on? What are you doing? You have to figure out what it is that is leading you. Um, is it your intuition that's guiding you? Or like this this uh, screenshot that I have, or is it your trauma misleading you? And that's what goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that I wouldn't want anyone out here. That I think that's the whole point. And I know that would technically kill trends in a sense, because trends would become, things would pick up and, and people would catch on to, you know, some of the same things. That's what's supposed to, that's fine. But it's about if you, if it is genuinely for you, if it is just like what Jazz was talking about, even as far as like fashion. You know, because I, what I was thinking about as she was talking about it, even with people that dress, dress in the Afrocentric and all that, they're not wearing the, like Erica Badu, who I love. If y'all don't know this about me, love Erica Badu. Um, yeah. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Mother. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> but it's not like she's wearing the exact same things every day, but she's still her. That's still her vibe, her look, her feel, who she is. And so when Jazz said that there are other people from back in the 90s that dressed, you know, in that same kind of way, they weren't wearing the exact same things that she is or that she was, but still that was their same vibe and all that. Even for the folks that did change, you know, over time with their looks or that remained the same, they're still not wearing the exact same clothing. I think sometimes in our minds, if we really think about it and really admit it, in our minds, we might be thinking that somebody is shown, if they are a certain way, whatever it is, if they are mean, we think that, or we've had an encounter with someone that we find to be mean, we think that they are mean every day, all day, no matter what, and it may not necessarily be the case. That may be my encounter and my interaction with you, especially based on everything else that, you know, has happened around it before it, history, anything. So we we have to reevaluate what it is that we when we approach non-attachments and, and because we don't necessarily see them as non-attachments, I think that's the thing too. We don't keep in mind. That's why they, it's important to talk about these things now. And I think it was just perfect timing with the end of the year, vastly approaching. <laughs> um, for us to consider as things and people, you know, come about that everything and every one is, is meant to, you know, come and go in some season, in some 
way, shape, or form. And it's for us to consider that because what is in your mind when these new things come about or when things repeat themselves? Are you are you operating in fear? Jazz said that earlier. Like, are you operating in fear? Is it like, oh my gosh, I'll admit that. Y'all didn't heard me talk about wanting, you know, looking forward to being married and all that child. <laughs> it's been brought to my attention recently and I just was like stuck. Like, I was asked, um, which I still don't know how serious I can take it, but still I was asked though. Uh, like, you know, seriously talking, you know, in a year or two, would you marry me? Stunned and was just like, should I block him? Like, I don't fear. <laughs> just like, didn't talk yeah, about that. I mean, it, it's something that you can't 100% control. Um, of course, at some point, fear creeps up. And sometimes it does make us, guide us in the decisions we make. But overcoming that fear or at least trying to yes oh yes the important i'm definitely challenging this absolutely overcoming that fear the only way to overcome it to challenge the believers we already Mm -hmm. know we already know and i know that i've been the person to dismiss it plenty of times before to be like oh i know i hear it we've heard it in church plenty of times you're reading in the bible god is not giving us a spirit of fear and then Mm -hmm. you think well like what in life but but i get afraid so what so, yes, it comes about, but then it's about, like, everything else that we talk about, how you handle it. Mm-hmm. And to keep in mind, I'm going to always remind us that the weakest part or the weakest uh, moment, uh, yeah, I guess is the best way to put it. The weakest moment of any thought is when it first comes. So, if it is a bad, negative thought, the best time to dismiss that thing is as soon as it comes. Instead of being like, well, you're not to ponder on a little bit more um or you know like what's it i'm sorry i lost my whole train of thought for a second but like you know to ponder on it any longer um there's you know there's that like it's just even any good thought that comes if we dismiss it immediately look how easy we find it to dismiss good thoughts initially but then we ponder on the the wrong thoughts and giving it time to grow and to fester, you know? So again, back to, you know, just as believers, like we know that, like the enemy is like right there. You got to dismiss him right there. And listen, devil, go ahead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of Jesus, not today. No, you will not scare me out of no, right? And we don't do that. We'll be like, oh, you know, I could call him. All right. I mean, I don't want to but I could call him. Like, he probably ain't doing nothing. Then next week, you know, you're trying to figure out why you mad. He ain't, he ain't text you back. I don't know. Just things, right? <laughs> like whatever it is. So um, the point is still just to, and I'm going to stop saying just, but to consider, I really, really, really like this screenshot of just learn the difference. It didn't charge you to do anything else. It just said to learn the difference between your intuition guiding you and your trauma misleading you, which still goes back to just hearing, hearing the voice of God. Like it'd be so light. I, I, I always admit that I used to always think like every time God talked to me, it's going to be like roar, like Bania. nah, nah, it'd be mm-hmm. nice. And I'd be like, so, so I should wait a minute. That was good. Now, wait a minute now. And, and it's gone. He didn't spoke. And I think I, God talk, I do. I agree that I think, and I also think that God talks to us through lessons. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, Life yes. lessons. And, so, you know, everybody, while we all have the same lessons, some of us need to learn different lessons at different times. And so whatever our experiences are at that moment, 
mm-hmm. help us moving forward um, to become a better version of ourselves, mm-hmm. to push ourselves to, like you said, be more resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can be a thing where you, you get caught up in the, what happened to you. Mm-hmm. to the point where you just you can you take on pain and fear mm-hmm. and then you you might get stuck you know in in portions of life i think that everybody has periods where they feel stuck and don't know exactly where to move forward um i think that moving forward can look in look like a different amount of things it could be you're just stepping out of your comfort zone and experimenting as you try to figure things out. Or it could be just you letting it play out. Cause if you, <laughs> you might not figure it out yet, but maybe as you continue in whatever you're doing, um, just work. I personally like to try to find things that fulfill me. And I think that that helps me the most with non-attachment. Um, but I still get attached to stuff, of course, because I'm human. Mm -hmm. Some things I attach to longer, some things I attach to shorter, some things or people um, I attach to easier. (laughs) It's It's always just like a good mix of like, you know. I don't even know. I can't even think of a something that I would say is a good mix, like like a stir fry. So, <laughs> and it, <laughs> you scoop it up, you might have some broccoli in there. You might get some meat. You might not have no meat. Like, <laughs> you always want to go back. That's the words. That means you might have to go back in. You gotta go back in. You gotta, you gotta go back in because like you ain't get all what you were supposed to get from uh, it. That's good. <laughs> yes, sir. And so, or sometimes, you know, that's what you were supposed to have. And you were supposed to figure out how to make do with what you were given and move forward. Like, this is what will sustain you for now. Sometimes, if you give people too much in the beginning, they don't know what to do with it, they waste it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even a that's so good. That's a two-way street because you don't want to give somebody oh and again we're talking about anything, could be date, whatever. But um mm-hmm. uh you don't want to give them too much of you in the beginning because like you said, they may waste it, they may not know what to do with it. And then also that's for you that leaves you so open and susceptible, susceptible, mm-hmm. um, and, and vulnerable, you know, when that that's that may not be the place for you to be vulnerable. I'm not I'll never speak against mm-hmm. you. I'm all for vulnerability, mm-hmm. but it is definitely for, you know, certain place and time and people. Not everyone can handle your vulnerability or your levels of vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, agree. I want to just open and just let me just pour out and I carry a lot. So if it's yeah. a lot for me that's built to carry this much and the person, even the person that is meant for me may not be in a place, whether it's when we first meet or just, it could be years in a row that if I just go to open up, I might have to still be like, okay, like we're all here, you know? right? Like you know, so that that's that was good. That's very good. And sometimes you can't be mad that some people don't want all of it. Exactly. Whatever it is, yeah, you have to give. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was telling them a story about something I I've done, mm-hmm. and they was like, in the midst of it, they was like, I really don't, want, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Okay. 
At first, I was like, "Shall be offended." Right. <laughs> that's my first instinct. Like, that's a good point, though. but right. then I was like, hey, "Okay, I get it." Like after I thought about like what I was telling him about, right. I was like, yeah, "I could, I could see how someone would." Yeah. And good for you. <laughs> I was going in. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that's the thing with me because I sometimes have to remember to filter myself because everyone's comfortability level is not where mine's is, and so. Sometimes, depending on the purpose person, I can talk about almost anything. Mm-hmm. And some of it can be very private. And especially for people who are more private, mm-hmm. um, I find that those are the same people who don't really want to hear too much of your private. Exactly. So it's like, oh, what? Right. Can't, can't stop. Right. <laughs> right. Like just overload (laughs) and I get it and again that's a good point and like you said everybody's comfortability comfortability level I don't know why I'm tongue-tied today um but just it does not match yours and that's okay and that the point of of the the practice of you asking yourself like should I be offended because if people stop themselves right there right there would oh lord I think that hatred, I think that conflict would, a lot of it, I ain't going to give a percentage, but I think a lot of it, I'm sure more than half of it, would completely dissolve, would be disintegrated just by someone mm-hmm. stopping in the moment to ask themselves. And it could be while somebody's still talking, carrying on, and like you said, just going in, and you sit here, ask yourself, like, should I be offended? Okay. And, you, and, and that's just you, granted, that's... That is how you practice granting yourself some grace. We don't think that that's what grace looks like. We think that grace is just like, oh, if I'm going in, I'm beating mm-hmm. myself up. And then I stop and tell myself, oh, no, girl. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no, bro. You're doing a good job. That's not always what, that's not the only way that granting yourself mm-hmm. some grace, you know, looks. Sometimes mm-hmm. it really looks like giving yourself the moment where you know that old you, so it's a lot that happens in just a blink of an eye. Old you would, you know, go off the handle about this. Of, oh, Oh, I, I can't believe you. Why would you tell me this? Right. And then you realize like, you know what? Okay. I'm not, I feel as though I'm acknowledging I'm not in a place that I want to respond that way, but let me ask myself, let me acknowledge that I do feel some way. And let me just ask myself before I ask this person, that's the point of asking that person to do more for you than you have done yourself. So you haven't even thought to ask yourself of how you would, how you receive and how you want to respond if at all, to whatever this thing is, something said, something done, mm-hmm. and you haven't asked yourself yet, but then you expecting this person to be here, and I'm speaking to somebody like me, that's like, yo, just hug me, or just this, they may not know how to do that, because I don't yeah. even know how I want to respond to this, like, right. and sometimes you may, and this is me definitely talking to myself, like, you may have to ask, can you just hold me, can you just hug me, if that's your thing, can you just rub mm-hmm. my, the back of my hand and call me beloved, can you just rub the nape of my back, like, <laughs> can you give me a fist bump, like, it wasn't even a sad story. <laughs> it was just like what oh, I, I said mean, sad, it was like it, thing, like whatever was said. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, sometimes you could. Yeah, just and, um, it was just it was just a TMI situation. I get it, and that's, I get that. Trust me, I'm <laughs> queen of TMI, so I get that. But just whatever, I'm the queen of TMI too. But I, I. I Honestly, I be annoyed when people don't like TMI, but... <laughs> Come out, like, because like, I like, hate people right there at the edge and be like, but just come on. Like, I don't like the whole world. Right, thing. like, what you mean is too much information? No information is too much. Like, 
right? And then that's what that's what helps, and that's the beauty of you being able to pat yourself on the back and realize that you are doing the necessary work, and it's not anybody that's doing the necessary work. I don't believe are the people that look down upon somebody like, oh, you ain't healed yet. Oh my god, I'm I'm always the person trying to like help, you know, build somebody up, even though it's like I really wish you were on the same hill place that I am, so that way we could really just connect. But it ain't that. That's okay. So. Um, but I, I do get it. It'd be like, bro, just TMI is TMI and it's okay. Cause I don't even want to call it TMI no more. Like it's just information. If I'm talking, I'm talking. My tongue will just get to rolling and spilling. And, mm. oh, there we go. That made me remember, uh, help me to remember what you said earlier about like, sometimes you have to filter yourself. Cause I know there was somebody somewhere that was just like, <gasps> filter myself. That's not what we talking about in social media world. We telling each other and telling ourselves that we don't need to filter. Here's the thing. It goes back to when we were talking about the trends, um, when we were saying that, you know, it's about genuinely being you. So if it, it, you can find yourself in a place, if, at, not even after, because remember, self-love, self-care, uh, self-reflection, all of that, right, is a lifelong journey. Healing is a lifelong journey. Uh, that's not to discourage you to be like, well, what do I want to do that for if I'm going to have to do it forever? No. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's to understand that it's an individual journey. And so it is to do it to your own satisfaction. Sorry to bring that word up again, but like to your own fulfillment, right? And so like, as you gradually work through and walk through and and reflect and just do the things that are necessary for you, you sometimes still will find yourself in situations because that's where you're able to, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay, okay, sorry, (laughs) this is why I'm not good at this, Uh, I'm finishing my thought because I know I'm going to lose it once I say this, um, at least this is good news, by the way. Uh, bring us back from the... Bl- okay, see? Because I keep going back and forth. All right. <laughs> this is Benia's brain right now. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's about you even being able to pat yourself on the back and realize and recognize, um, like I was saying earlier about just um, where you are and realizing that maybe your old self, but just realizing your progress and being able to see where, and I'm not saying this for you, Jess, because I'm not speaking. I don't know if this is, you know, someone companionship or whatever, but just where you can sometimes find, like, this person is unequally yoked. Like, I don't want to have to deal with this person, like, because I don't want to have to, you know, filter myself or whatever. But sometimes it is necessary to still have to filter yourself, you know? Like, it just is. And then you do not want to, why I said it was back to when we were talking about trends, because you don't want to get so caught up in the idea of, well, no, we, it's, you know, with equality and this and we don't have to filter you're getting stuck in that when it's about individuality when it's about case by case you know things of that nature like sometimes somewhere you will have to like I think of a funny thing um and I cannot remember his name right now but um somebody sent it to me I'm gonna try to find it real quick just so I have his name but he basically was jokingly saying he's a comedian um and was saying that we have to you know he was like why don't we act like oh uh, Darren Fleet. Um, he was saying like, "Hey, act like the stores that we at." Like he was like, "Hey, don't come in here. Don't come and Target acting like you know your rollback Walmart kind of way. Like come and Target. You know this is a place. This is a prestigious place, right?" Just jokingly yeah. saying that. And he was just saying like, "You know, come to Starbucks with your lingo, and you know, don't come in there acting acting like you at Dunkin' or Seven Eleven. Like yeah. it was hilarious, but it's you know, it's a point of saying yeah. of just like you know individuality of not getting caught up and hung up." on, you know, what we, you know, what we know the new big, the big story is, you know, that oh, all women, y'all don't have to filter yourselves anymore and this and a third, but you might very well find yourself in a situation where 
it's necessary. And and you, it, when it's necessary, then I'm sure it's for your betterment and and not the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. to the breaking news, I love it. Simone Biles is the magazine. I'm sorry, is Time Magazine's 2021 Athlete of the Year. Period. Go, girl. We love you, Simone. You go, little mamas. Oh, who is that? Huh. She a track star? Uh, no, gymnastics. Uh, gymnastics. She's a gymnast. Um, and I'm going to give a quote um, that she has. I do believe everything happens for a reason. And there was a purpose. The gymnast said about prioritizing her mental and physical health at the Olympics. Did you hear of the, the gymnast that uh, decided to, I don't know if it was just one, but she set out at least one. Um, I can't call it a game on a round. Um, and everybody, it was like, just everyone's in an uproar. How could she? So many people had, whew, I could go on for days about this one. So many people had so many different opinions. How could she, if she, if, if somebody else had decided to do that, then they would be this. It doesn't matter. She prioritized her mental yeah. health and that's what you're supposed to do. Case yeah. by case, period. I don't, don't care on what, how big of the platform anyone else sees it to be and even how <coughs> be. Uh, whether if it was fear, whether if it was she wasn't doing so well beforehand, she didn't think she was doing so well, she was going to do so well then. She had a very good point. And my thing is, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't have to prove anything to me or to anyone else, first and foremost. The girl is young, has hella gold medals, cut it out, and has overcome a lot of different things and is doing a lot of work and give back and to the community and just to people in general. Mm-hmm. She has to prove nothing to no one, but she still gave a point of the type of work that she does of being a gymnast and using her body. She said, if my mind is not right, I could very well hurt myself immensely. Like, that's it. So I don't care. Even at the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, if I need a mental health day, that's what I need. And that's what I loved about it. Like, I could care yeah. less. Even if it was someone did have a point, or I'm not going to say they had a point, but they made a point of, that's why I mentioned earlier, that it was something about um, that maybe they, she must have thought their their opinion was she must have thought she was going to do well or that she hadn't done so well or something like that leading up to it or didn't do so as well as other people might have expected her to do or whatever. So that's why she took. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because whatever it is, and that's the point of being genuinely you, being the mix that you are, is the fact that once you give a statement, people really can't question it. So my thing is, if people never know, just like we watched some of these daggone. Uh, some people like the the murder, the violent documentaries or whatever of the people, they their faces are blocked off and they have been in prison for the past yeah. years or whatever. Like all these all these years, you haven't known the truth, but knew it was a hot story and it was so tragic. And here it is something that's not as tragic. Um, oh chap, we got some more break. Yeah. Um chap, my brother. Uh not if you care. <laughs> um now, I didn't know, but okay, this is for anyone that, oh, sorry, y'all. Um, Netflix canceled Cowboy, is that Bebop? After just one season. Now, I'm not familiar with anybody. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not, now, I'm not familiar with that, but um, I do want anybody that's going, because we're about to get out of here, but anybody that's watching now um, or anyone to catch the replay, babe, if you got something about that, let me know. Them what is it? About it? Oh, it's um oh it was anime that they made into live action. Okay, I feel like I had okay. Oh, Bebop. Yeah, something. yeah. yeah oh. I saw it. Did you like it? I didn't. You did? Okay, they said they canceled. No, it. I no, I did not. Did not. Okay, why not? We got some time. 
Um, I didn't like it because that's not really my shtick. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but if if, I, if I'm even thinking about the real show, Re- Bebop is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I know it used to come on Cartoon Network. Me and my brother watched the episode, but I don't know. I liked it, but then I didn't like it. Okay. Like it wasn't it wasn't holding me. Okay. Okay. If that, um, make, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. We'll see. I can respect it. I know. Uh, Wani likes anime, and so he says, I didn't like it that much. It wasn't what I expected. Okay. So, okay. So, it's not as horrible breaking news. As, I mean, not to say it's not breaking news, but as I thought, because I was, you know, I want to see it. I have not seen it. Let me say that. Yeah, I, I recommend it. I personally, I never tell people not to see anything. Because you can't. You can't. Right. I need help with never you. Never I've 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 been told by people not to watch something that I loved, mm-hmm. and I've been told or encouraged to see something from other people that I didn't like at all. So it's always like mm-hmm. it's a toss up in the air based on your own preferences, you know. But it, it it was cool like when it first started, like it had a little bit of comedy, but uh, as it progressed, I wasn't. Okay. As I, I can appreciate that. Um, and just from the two different one of you being familiar with it, um, like the old version, and then I know like Samani like actually liking what you said about his stitch, but then also him saying that it, that he likes anime, of course, but um did not like it because it wasn't what he expected. So I can respect both opinions and still makes me want to be like, oh, let me check it out and see. Um, but I guess just between the two of you with your two opinions that's probably why they canceled it <laughs> after only one season sheesh yeah. um we do have um some other and i was also call it breaking news but i know some of you may have um heard already but we definitely uh send i do not like the word condolences at all but uh we send condolences and sympathy um and for even those of us that haven't experienced empathy um, toward Nick Cannon for the loss of his youngest son, Zen, I believe his middle name is Scott, but Zen Cannon. Um, that is sad. I did actually watch earlier. Um, what exactly happened? His, um, I, I watched his his uh, recording. It was like an intro of his show. Um, this is his new talk show now. I can't think of the name of it, but um, he he was very vulnerable um, and informed the audience, um, and he like really broke the story down and led up to. Oh, it's called the Nick Cannon Show, of course. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he opened up and shared um, that his five month old son died of a brain tumor. That was mm. so. Um, that is, I cannot imagine. I cannot yeah. imagine. Um, and I, I know this is probably misplaced, but I wouldn't be me um, if I didn't say this. Uh, because as as I always say, and I know I haven't included it in the intro um, in a while, I feel as though, but I, I always say, um, outside of always saying, you know, who Thursday nights at 8 p.m. are for, I also share that, you know, here we embrace and empower um, and encourage, rather, uh, all organic, raw, um, and authentic material. And so me being me, I will admit, and this is, again, I will admit if anyone can receive, would receive this as misplaced, I, I understand, um, but it's still my opinion, that <laughs> if you hear the news, I'm not going to lie, you have to be 
cautious of what it is that you put, I guess, back to the filter piece, like just cautious, even if you don't want to use the word filter, just cautious, cautious of your words, cautious of how you portray yourself or anyone that is looking to leave a legacy, um, because that's not everyone that is getting is into entrepreneurship, but whatever the case may be. Um, But uh, cautious of, and by him being a big name, he is a big name, and I definitely respect him for his businesses and his, his endeavors and all of that, and just his, his success thus far. Um, but the first thing, truthfully, that came to mind after here, I think I just saw like the headline of it at first, and so immediately I just was like, you know, I always pray over like a soul. If I hear of a loss, I pray over an immediate family. Um, just send up something, right? So my thoughts automatically go there. My second thought was the last thing I'd heard of about in, involving the canon. And that was, um, it was actually seeing a clip and I wish I could remember where I saw it. I don't think I have saved it anywhere on social media, but just of him, his take on, I guess, I guess of people's opinions of him having like children by different women and all that, and just being like proud of that and just doing that. And so he had said something along the lines of like, you know, we should be able to, and like wanting kind of like that, I don't, I don't even know. I'm not going to call it macho because I don't want to even put that on men, but just, I don't know, just that piece of like, we can do this. It's fine. Like, you know, we should be able to, it almost gave a, a feel of like, I don't know. I don't know if it was black or just a, like the right, the right to be able to have my family, however it is and all of that. And it made me think of that because I thought of, I think of this anyway, of extended and expanded and <clears throat> unique dynamics surrounding children and just family um, familial units of tragedies. When tragedy happens, what does that look like? Who was supported? How are they supported? Um, and so to, I could see obviously that it's so common that, you know, there are children out here that, you know, share uh, parents or, you know, their siblings that are mixed and all that. I get that. Um, but to do that intentionally, I think that was really the feel that I got from him when he spoke about it, um, that it was like intentional in a sense, like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going out here and just popping bit in this and that. And I think he only really has four children, including Zen, uh, four or five, but still. Um, and so he makes it seem like he has a whole bunch, but I guess that that is enough. Um, and so it just made me think of that. And like I said, I know it could seem like it's misplaced to bring that up in the loss of his son, but it, it just, it, it tugged on my heart a little bit because it's like, well, Lord, I couldn't imagine if, I don't know, I, I, I care for folks that have even had miscarriages or abortions or anything. I've always just had the heart of folks that, um, detach, you know, that detach from each other. Um, even after a tragedy like that, because it's just like, isn't that something that's supposed to keep you connected? And so I think of something like this again, that I just pray that, I don't know, I really, really, of course, my heart goes out for him, but definitely the mother as well. And just, just tragedy and just familial unit and support. So he did say his family came together um, to support as much as possible. So I was glad to hear that, but yeah. I also think that um, people have experiences that humble them when they get mm-hmm. to a place of big-headedness or arrogance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because not to say that we don't all have daily trials and tribulations, but, you know, once you acquire a certain level of money, mm-hmm. um, some of those more common problems that regular people have, you don't necessarily feel as often. And so, you know, things like this, I mean, death, I believe, can be humbling for anybody, no matter 
mm-hmm. no matter the age, whether you're a teenager all the way up to a old individual, because mm-hmm. um, it's a loss that you yeah. literally have no control over. And mm-hmm. and it's easy to point fingers and place blame on people and, and, and things that are uh, re- not an effect from a cause that you cause, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you got more control over that situation where some sometimes you have to lose control or have something happen to you that is not in your control to humble your perspective or how you carry things or people um, and realize that it's bigger than you mm-hmm. and how you feel about it. <laughs> and I didn't mean to laugh at that. No, but, I know. But I'm not <laughs> laughing about like the kidding. But. <laughs> I don't want to laugh about everything. I totally get that. <laughs> sometimes you have to lose control, and that that alone. I'm gonna leave y'all on that because that is that's heavy and that's good. I'm gonna remind you of your B tip of the week, which was how you handle non-attachments directly impacts your legacy. I think that fits right along with what Jazzy, I'm sorry, Jazz just said. Try to stick to just calling me one thing. I feel like I call you so many different things. I'll be like, Jazz, Jazz, right. um, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz. I don't want to confuse anybody. Either like, who? <laughs> um, the queen of self-care, the queen of self-love, duh. Um, but just remember, remember, remember your B-tip of the week. Again, how you handle non-attachments directly impacts your legacy. And tying on the end of what Jazz just said is sometimes you have to lose control. Um, and again, it's about how you handle even that. So be reminded to be the mix that you are. This is your reminder. This is your encouragement. Be empowered to be the mix that you are. This is the end of this week's show. And I look forward to seeing you all back next week. Thank you again, Jazz, for joining us. We love you. You're welcome. Love you too. And um, be the mix that you are. Until next week, peace. Thank you.